This is Amy Seifert, and you're listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast. Hey, friends, welcome to the Radical Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca George, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by my friend, Amy Seifert, to talk all about her book, Starved. It was such a special conversation, and I cannot wait for you to listen to all of her wisdom. But before we get to it, I want to also tell you that today is the day, my friends, that you can begin signing up for the launch team for my debut book, do the thing. Gospel-centered goals, gumption, and grace for the go-getter girl. There's just two things that you need to do. One, go pre-order the book at any major online retailer, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Book, take your pick. Number two, go to dothethingbook.org where you'll scroll to the bottom of the page and you can put in your name, email address, and purchase confirmation number and that will sign you up for the launch team. We are gifting you all sorts of bonus resources, a 30-day devotional, the audiobook of that devotional read by me, a quiz, a Spotify playlist, and a goal planning guide that will helpfully hope helpfully encourage you along the way as you walk through the material of the book in taking those next steps that God might ask you to take. And so I want you to be in on all of those things. So I don't want you to miss it. Go today, pre-order the book, go to dothethingbook.org and sign up for the launch team. It will also give you access to our exclusive Facebook group. And so I want to make sure you join that as well. So I can I can encourage you along the way as you read the book. So I will see you inside the launch team and help me welcome my friend, Amy Seifert, to the show. Amy, my new friend, I am so excited to get to have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I'm equally excited. I'm I'm thrilled to be chatting with you today. It's going to be great. Mm, me too. <laughs> I'm so excited about your new book, Starved. That is why we're here. That's what we get to talk about today. And I just can't think of a message that we need more mm. in this time and this season and where God has us. And, um, you know, and this is an aside, but it's so interesting to me to watch books coming out right now that were like planted in us yes in the middle of the pandemic <laughs> yes right like i remember saying to my husband a couple of years ago and this was when i was writing my own book, book proposal and walking through that process for the first time i remember saying to him I'm so curious to see what God is doing in like the hearts and in the fingertips of writers and authors right now, because it's going to be so cool to see like what comes out of this and how he spoke to us during that season. Yes. And so as I look at the message of starved, like I, that's, I, I'm like putting myself back in my shoes of, <laughs> of like when I had that conversation with him, because it's so needed. And so I just think that's a really good place to start of mm. like, where did this come from for you? Mm -hmm. And walk us through a little bit of that story. Absolutely. Um, I know I, I'm with you. I love that God orchestrates things along the way and they're going to release like at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, okay. So it was sort of this clashing of like home life and culture, what was happening. Um, my son, 11 at the time in 2018, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Mm. Um, and watching... Like until we finally got that diagnosis, he had been eating, but he was starving. Mm. And there was just this, I mean, it, the, 
all his food was going through him and he was, he was getting thinner and thinner. And we were like, what is wrong? And all the blood tests and all the blood work and, and finally the diagnosis. Right. And so we decided, could we do for his health and treatment plan? Could we like punch this thing into remission with a diet change first? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember standing there <laughs> in my kitchen, my spice rack. I mean, I've emptied it all out. It's everywhere. My pantry, we're looking at every ingredient, you know, where's maltodextrin, where's the the starches, you know, like what's all in here and just flipping everything around. And the anxiety was rising. And I felt like I was like spiritually starving. Like I was anxious. I was overwhelmed. I was like, how are we going to do this? And, and because what I had been feasting on was, Oh, so many articles, so many blogs, like just rabbit hole down into what is Crohn's disease and trying to figure out how we're going to fix this. And I felt like the Lord in that moment in my kitchen brought me to Psalm 23 and was like, go to it, like read it, like go nourish yourself with this because I'm going to shepherd you through this. Mm. And it just became kind of this like moment of like, oh, our culture right now is starving. Like we're eating, we're taking in, we're filling up, you know, news, social media, you know, all the, all the things for good or bad, but man, we're still starving. Yeah. And just seeing this parallel with his disease and our journey and thinking, I think we need some meal replacements. I think we Mm. need to (laughs) take, Mm -hmm. take some things that we are consuming and, replace them. So this isn't a book where we're adding on stuff. It's like, hey, could we, what we're doing, could we replace it with something else that is nourishing? Yeah. Oh, so good. And as you talked about, you know, the nutrition in your, in your son's life and, you know, we just, we run to so many things that don't satisfy us. Right. And again, like you're saying, leave us starving. Our souls are starving. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's this different kind of, of starvation. And I just, I wonder, as you started to explore this idea of starved, what did you begin to notice that you're like, oh, man, we are intaking so much of that or we are feasting on this, right? Like we can probably our our, the listeners minds are like already spinning with all of the things. But like, let's say them out loud. Let's own the (laughs) fact that we are running to to wells that will run dry. Right. So like. Yeah. What are, what did you see in that? Yes. Well, uh, for me, I was running to the news. I was yeah. running, <laughs> right? News. Yeah. Um, scrolling Pinterest. I love me a good like fancy Gosh, mantle. I love Pinterest. <laughs> it's like I know. so fun. But man, I was trying to like pin together like all the perfect things and I still was like, mm, this is not really doing it. Um, social media for sure. Um, and that just caused a lot that causes anxiety often. Um a big one for me is running to my own self-sufficiency. Like I oh, <laughs> oh girl. Right? Is that speaking? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. thinking I've got it. I've got it. Either I've got it or I have to get it. Like that like white knuckled mm. like I've got Man, that will starve my soul. <laughs> um yeah. also my own shame stories and really um mm, making those, those soundtracks in my mind versus like, I need it. I need a new playlist. <laughs> I need a new yeah. soundtrack. Um, yeah. Pride, self-sufficiency, anxiety. And, and I'll tell you what, a lot of times we cannot help the anxiety, yeah. but, but thinking what are some ways to 
find some meal replacements for this, these, this anxiety. Yeah. So, I mean, I go toward blame shifting. That is often like playing the blame, yeah. blame game and not like ownership. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I named 14 of them in my book and we kind of talk about what are simple, like I want the, I want the person to hear me. Like this is not, it's not like, oh, now I'm nourished all the time. It's like we wake up every day and, and we have to eat. And, and, and what did I eat yesterday that actually didn't work? Like I feel a little mm. bit <laughs> groggy from yeah. that, you know, what can I change in a simple way to yep. find some nourishment? Yep. That's so good. And I'm thinking about this truth about God that we, we all know, but this is the thing that like at its core, I think I'm coming back to as I think of this message and it's this idea that God is eternal. He doesn't have limits. Mm. Right. Yes. And yet, and yet we we do. We have very real, <laughs> we do. real limits. And so I, I think of everything that you named, the self-sufficiency one speaks to me the most. Mm-hmm. And let's, this won't surprise my listeners at all. I'm definitely an achiever type of personality. Yes. And um, God wired me that way. So I think that's the thing I keep coming back to is maybe that's the truth that I'm having to remember as I think about this, right? Is I do have limits. So in my limits, let me turn to a place that isn't, that's like a cistern that's not going to run dry and is not broken, right? Like, and um, for me, that's self-sufficiency. For somebody listening, it could be one of those physical things like social media or the news that they're really having to say, okay, I'm going to run to the Lord and really put some um, like guardrails around my time in mm-hmm. these things because um, we have limits and what we we weren't made to intake what we are intaking no matter what yes. it is right yes. and and even and this is a silly example but I think it's pertinent here I was thinking the other week there was a friend I had in high school that I Amy I haven't talked to her in a decade and yet she had a baby. A few weeks ago, yeah. and which is like such a blessing. But there was a part of me that felt shame mm-hmm. over the fact that one, I didn't know, and two, I like I I should have gotten her a gift. Like I, and so oh, there's yeah. I, I start down this like shame spiral yes. about this friend that I had a decade ago yeah. that like twenty years ago it's it was a very normal thing. For like friendships to happen in seasons, right? And it's not that I I don't wish for her to be in my life in any longer or whatever. We live on opposite sides of the country. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> right? Like you can't take her a lasagna right now. Like you can't. No, <laughs> no. And yet I feel shame that I can't. Right. And so that's such a trivial example no, it's good. of things that we struggle with. But even even like it's like the death by a thousand cuts thing. Yes. Right? Yes. Because there's so much that we're running to. And so back to what you said about shame, Mm -hmm. I think there are even simple things like that that leave us starved. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, I am with you. And when I run into that shame, like I have a a moment yesterday that I keep replaying this morning. I I replayed it like five times in my brain. And I'm like, okay, I need a new narrative to nourish myself. Like I Mm. am like replaying this and it's done and it's over and I'm forgiven and we're good. And so my – like. In the shame narratives that come, I love going to Luke chapter 15, verse 20, and thinking about the five verbs that we see there. So for your listeners, it's when the prodigal son is coming back home to the father. Mm. And before 
the son can even say he's sorry before confession, before like, hey, I did, like he can't, he has said nothing. There's these five verbs that I have to stop and like picture for myself that because Jesus is such a good storyteller, he gave this story for us, we need it, of the father seeing the son, being filled with compassion for the son, running, embracing, and kissing. And sometimes I just have to stop and think, God, this is you. I am enveloped with your compassionate arms. I am safe. I am not vulnerable. I am loved. That story is done. This is my story. Wow. That's, I got to go there a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all do. And I think that's such a, that's such a beautiful picture to bring ourselves back to. Yes. So I love that so much. Yeah. So good. And in the book, speaking of that, you talk about sort of replenishing this time that we're running to fleeting things with things that are more life-giving in terms of life-giving practices. And so would you share a little bit more of that with us? Again, the goal is that people would go grab starved and go through it themselves. Yeah. But so don't give us everything, <laughs> but give us a little taste of what we can find in the book. Absolutely. Okay, so like you were saying, um, I am too. I'm I'm busy. I'm busy, busy, busy. Always going, achieving, and it's good for me to put my phone down and pick up stillness and silence. Mm. And I'm talking five minutes at a time. Like this, we don't need to plan like a three day yeah. retreat, silence and monks and all things, which is could be awesome. But sure, <laughs> right? But I mean, we got a lot going on, and so I've tried to take at least twice a day, five minute breaks where I put Mm -hmm. the noise down, put my phone down, sit by a window if I can, or get outside and just be still and quiet and let myself remember that God is God and I am not. He Mm -hmm. is running the world when I sit there and it's good. (laughs) And it just restores that need to tie my worth to my work or, you know, like we all can find ourselves trapped in and just the productivity and the hurry. I can, I can just sit there and, and be loved and I'm not doing anything. And that really helps sort of recenter. Again, it's not adding a practice, but it's replacing the noise mm-hmm. with some silence. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder for the girl listening who is like me and she struggles with that, I find mm-hmm doing things like that to be so helpful for me as well. And I I find I have to actually physically remove myself from the noise. Uh Like I can't even sit at the desk where my phone and my laptop are (laughs) and expect to really meet with God. Yes, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's not space making in that way, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, literal space making. And so for the girl who's thinking like, okay, that that sounds really cool, Mm -hmm. Rebecca and Amy, but like, that actually feels scary to me. Yes. Uh, right? Yeah. Like, how would you encourage her? No. First, I would say you are not alone because silence can feel scary. It really yeah. can. And after I practice it a lot, I still think it's scary. Um, but so I would say it is a step of faith and you are brave to enter mm-hmm. into the silence. And I would say start small, literally five minutes. Um, also, I would say when I first started practicing, the first four minutes, I felt like this cat that couldn't find a good nap spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you 
know, like turning around and like fluffing, whatever. I like my head, my, you know, grocery list run through my head, like all the things. But that last minute, and I know it was the last minute because literally I set my, I set a five minute timer on my phone to free me from the five minutes when yes. it was done, right? It's done. But I, that last minute was really, um, I remember it so clearly. I felt really integrated because this, I love the Greek word for anxiety in the Bible. It's it's to be divided, to be torn apart as if maybe you're in one spot, like maybe in your kitchen, but you're thinking about your kid and his choices he's making at school. Like you're in one spot, your brain's somewhere else, right? Peace is to wrap two torn things together. That's what the peace is. And so I felt very integrated and peaceful in that last minute. Like I was where my feet were and, and it just – because I had tasted that, that last minute, then I wanted to practice it more. Yeah. Yep. I love that. And that's what happens, right? Yeah. And, and that, and it requires that courage of, yes. of taking that first, those first four minutes yes. to get to that, yes. to get to that last minute. Yep. You're so. not weird if it takes you four minutes to get to yep. that. <laughs> that's right. Or longer. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so I love that. Well, you have hinted at something a few times in the conversation that I would love to just call out and talk about more. And it is pointing ourselves back to our identity in Christ mm-hmm. when we're struggling with these things that we're running to that are leaving us starved. And so how does claiming and just leaning into our identity in Christ change us in these seasons where we're turning to all of these things that keep us trapped? Yes. All right. I got a story. So Okay. <laughs> when I was, it was in my senior year in college, and I was involved um, with the organization Crew, formerly Campus mm-hmm. Crusader Christ, right? Came on staff later with them for twelve years. So I was paired up as a senior in college with a new, fresh intern on the Crew staff team, and we were going to lead a co-ed Bible study together. And we were coming together to. I, I had so many ideas of how we could like lay out that semester, mm-hmm. and we came together to meet. And he's, we sat down and. And, you know, I just felt like I'm a Bible study leader. Like I, I'm, I'm stepping into this. And he said, you know, Amy, I was just thinking, um, what if like I take care of the Bible study part and if you could just like bake brownies and bring those, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> like what, what part of Bible study is the brownie part? Like what's happening right now? Uh-huh. And that moment has been a, a it was it was a moment that i continue have to continue to have to look at and say okay i am not just a brownie bringer i can bring the word mm. okay and and have had to work through that in the last 20 years of my life where there you have you know we have those stories those moments that really shape us yeah and having to say god who am i what am i like i don't want there's nothing wrong with bringing brownies, by the way. Maybe you're a killer baker. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. bring them. If that's your jam. It's not mine. You don't want yes. me doing that. <laughs> you want me bringing the word. And so it has been so good for me to sit and ask God, would you replace this moment in history with what is true about me, God, from you? Mm. And he gave me Isaiah 61 that says, we will be called by God, oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And I'm like, listen. I'm an oak. I'm planted by God. I'm going to grow up in him. This is who I am. And I'm going to keep being tended by God and his ways. And 
and grow into that and having to really so I would say when we have these identity struggles and these these moments in our story keep coming back, ask God, would you give me a new story? Would you mm. nourish me with a new narrative? Yeah. Because I'm starving on this old one. And yeah. you have more for me. I know you do, God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and what's so beautiful about that truth is like, show me the narrative and the story that you're already writing, mm-hmm. that you have been writing since the dawn of time. Yes. But like, let me in on it. Yeah. Right? I need, I need like, something. I need something. You are at work in me, around me, through me. Help me to be aware of it. Yes. And show me what you're already doing, you know? Yes. Yes. So that's so good. Um yeah, I just I pray our listeners just take a deep breath in that truth, you know. Uh, me too. We just we all need it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so thankful. Well, I am so excited about Starved. It will be in the world a few weeks after listeners listen to this episode. So I have a couple more questions for us before we leave. So as listeners are getting excited about Starved and wanting to get their hands on it, it will come out a few weeks after this episode airs. But what can you share with everybody about um, where can they go grab the book? Pre-order bonuses and goodies and things like that are coming. So anything you want to share there, we would love to. Oh, yeah. You know what? Wherever books are sold, your favorite place to grab books, it it will be online all over the place. Um, Yeah. And I'm excited about the goodies that are coming. Stay tuned. So fun. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then over on, would you say Instagram is where you're probably I like Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yep. It's fun over there. It is so fun. So what is your handle over on Instagram? I am at Amy Seifert. S-E-I-F-F-E-R-T. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, before we go, there is a question that I ask all of my guests, and I'm so excited to ask you, Amy. The podcast is called Radical Radiance mm. with a heart to help women see what it looks like to radiate the heart of Christ in all that we do in our life, our work, our friendships, our marriages. And so there's a verse that God continued to point me back to as I was starting the podcast, and it was Psalm 34, verse 5. And it says, those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be covered in shame. Mm. And so the question I love asking is, what about Jesus makes you radiant? I love it. I love your podcast. I love the theme. I love it all. I would say I cannot get over the compassion of Christ. His Mm. compassion. And compassion is empathy plus action. And so wherever we see Christ having compassion on crowds, on people moving toward us, Mm. I mean, that's just what he's been doing since the big, since the garden. And I just love it. I, when I think about his compassion, I feel so grateful. Mm. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Well, I am so grateful that you wrote this book and I cannot wait to see what God does in the lives of your readers and and all of us as we get our hands on it. And so before we go, is there anything else you would want to share in terms of where people can find you and connect with you after the episode is over? Absolutely. Um, my my website, amycypher.com. Yeah. Come say hi on Instagram. And I just want to say this is a book that doesn't mean like now I'm nour- nourished forever and ever. It's like, hey, That's right. every day we got to eat. And so what are we eating? Yeah. What does this look like? Yeah. 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 Oh, I love it. Amy, I'm so grateful for you and grateful for this message. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. 
I hope you love that conversation with Amy as much as I did. Hey, go grab a copy of Starved wherever you like to buy books. And hey, while you're at it, make sure you go grab a copy of Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. And hop on over to dothethingbook.org so that you can sign up for the launch team and get on get in on all of those pre-order gifts that we're gifting to you as well as joining the exclusive Facebook group for the launch team. I cannot wait to see you inside the launch team. Again, that's dothethingbook.org. And I will see you next time for another conversation. We're going to be talking all about the launch team next week. So don't let that stop you. Make sure you go grab a copy of the book. And again, dothethingbook.org. I will see you inside the Facebook group and I'll talk to you next week.